Hey friends, it's Eric Hulker and welcome to another episode of the Everything is Marketing podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about shopping in the mitten or more specifically, keeping the money in the mitten with the Michigan Retailers Association. My guest today, as I've said on the podcast, Jennifer from the MRA and Becky, uh, we will talk about your business in just a second, but I want to say hello to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Becky, we're going to start with you. It's Becky, Beauchene, Kolka, Fine Jewelry, and Diamonds. And you guys have uh, obviously had a year. You and I were talking before the podcast started. So what has this last call it 14 months been in jewelry? Because as I said, right before we started, this seems like for a consumer, the very top thing that they'd be like, I I'm not sure I need to do that right now. So what has this been like for you, Becky? It has been a year of um, really having to think outside of the box. It's been a year of needing extra Botox because we laugh that we use these masks and that's how you express yourself. And so we all are doing the big eyes and trying to make sure people are understanding that we like it, you know? I mean, we've really had to become more animated in, in our selling. Um, of course, selling jewelry, you're right next to each other. So the social distancing was difficult, um, trying on rings. So we were able to make it so we have a sanitizer right next to it that doesn't look industrial. And we still want it to look and feel luxurious, but then have it be safe. So we've had to come up with some pretty neat things to overcome that, but we have. Um, the um, overall business, diamonds are actually really strong. We are off to awesome. the best year in diamonds that we've had in years and years and years um, because people found out they really loved their partner or their spouse or whatever. And so they've, they've, the people who have the money are spending the money and they're coming in and buying bigger, better diamonds, rings, diamond stud earrings. Zoom, you gotta look good in Zoom, you know? <laughs> so that's been a really big thing to keep in mind when we're ordering things in is to make sure that's what we're targeting. Um, fashion trends are down, self-purchasing women, which is a huge part of our business is down. So it's ups and downs and we're just paying attention to what, what we're seeing. And I have friends all across the industry and I'm paying attention to what they're selling and seeing. And we're just um, reading the signs of what we need to do. And so Becky, when you talk about something like the MRA, how has that organization helped you through something that none of us could predict and then still had to navigate through it? You know, I, they are so important to me in my business. Um, they, they, one, we would constantly be getting updates about what the governor is saying and what we should be doing and making sure we were following the rules. Um, as an independent, you only have so much time, so you need a reliable source to make sure we're following the rules. And they were great with that. Um, their credit card processing, we can do it so that it's touchless and, um, it, and they're there. If you have a question, if you need something, they are there to help you out and that's their goal. And Jennifer, can you talk a little bit about what the MRA has been doing for businesses at large? Like scale this out a little bit and, and what sort of education you've been putting out? Because I know it's incredible, but I sort of want you to flex a little bit on the amount of work that the MRA has done during this last 14 months. Sure. Absolutely, Eric. Um, we have really been focusing on just helping retailers stay open uh, 
abide by all the changes that were happening on the state level, avoiding any kind of fines and just educate, educate, educate and be available. Uh, we love members like Becky. She's totally involved and, um, and she has, I'm, ha I'm thrilled to hear, we're all thrilled to hear how well her business is doing, especially you know, as the numbers have rolled in for us. Our membership is roughly about 3,500 members from large retailers to small retailers. And to hear that Becky's business in jewelry is doing great, that is music to our ears because, you know, it's, you can understand the um, the grocers have done well sure. um, and the furniture actually, that industry has done well because a lot of us have been working from home, but it's been um, your personal purchases, uh, your smaller retailers, apparel, jewelry, um, I can even extend it out to the restaurants. Obviously they have been severely impacted, but what we've been trying to do the past year, uh, we have hosted a number of webinars. We've been dig digging into the new Myosha rules. What does this mean for you? 25% uh, capacity, 50% capacity, making sure they had the right signage up in their stores so that their customers felt very comfortable going into their spaces to shop as well as we've been helping retailers who went online. We had a number of retailers that always relied on downtown traffic. Well, that disappeared. So uh, we helped them uh, set up with their websites, uh, Facebook advertising, doing live events, virtual showrooms. So we really tried to listen um, to what the retailers needed and just show up. That's what we tried to do. So you yeah. just illustrated you got 3,500 members in the MRA. Um, and from my perspective, and I want yours, but from my perspective, it feels like as these vaccinations are getting momentum, it feels like that's reaching parity with some sort of hopefulness about what the next chapter looks like. Are you guys feeling that as well in the retail space? I am. Yeah, we definitely are. Yeah, I think. And, and I think that um, it's only going to continue to grow once we have a very strong um, older clientele who, I mean, they've been locked up in their house for a year, you know, so we're finally starting to see those people come back in the store, which is really nice. And MRA helped me. We had a website, which was very poor at the time, but COVID hit, we had to do it. They helped me get on e-commerce and, you know, we're up and selling. And the best thing is, is when a guy comes in with his cell phone and goes, she wants this. <laughs> you know? it's, it's a beautiful thing. And so we're very pleased with it. And Jennifer, are you seeing that with some of the other members as well, feeling that hope? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, that's one thing that we at the MRA have done, especially through our Buy Nearby program, we've been really pushing consumers to get out and support their local retailers around the holidays. We had a shop three instead, you know, put three local retailers on your list and it's working. Um, our retail index numbers show sales are going up and uh, retailers are optimistic at all sizes of retailers. So I think that pent up demand is coming back and everybody is just cautiously optimistic as we move into the summer months. Becky, I wanna get back to you because I wanna talk about, you've just sort of laid out a number of innovations you've had to do in the last 14 months. And I wanna talk a little bit about what you've learned as a business owner in the last 14 months that will help you going forward with the business. One thing I've learned is I can um, be very profitable with less inventory and that's been a huge eye-opener for us. We, we, we make sure we have the right things at the right price for the right customer. So our payables are down, which is a huge relief for us.
Um, we, um, we know how important digital marketing is. I've, I've always been a strong TV type person for advertising sure. and it'll still be there, but there's no doubt when people come in and say, I saw you on Google, I saw you here, you know, it's, it's digital that's driving. So we're going to really keep driving into that and making sure that's a strong presence for us. Um, oh, what else? There's so many things it's, and it's constantly evolving. I mean, we're just, we'll never stop. We will always figure out the next step we need to do. Oh, I, I get that from you instantaneously, my friend. Um, the one question I do want to ask you very pragmatically is what are what trends are you seeing in jewelry in 2021 and 2022, right? Because you've, you've sort of got this lost year where you're there. I mean, Jennifer talked about it. There wasn't really a style because the style was athleisure wear or sweatpants yeah. or whatever. And so we're, we're kind of coming out and you're hearing some rumblings of like this great Gatsby movement where we're going to wear three-piece suits to go to McDonald's and or whatever, right? And right. I'm wondering, you know, somebody who's on the on like the bleeding edge of fashion being jewelry, what are the trends that you're seeing right now? The trend is classic. It is, it is amazing. People are going back to what will be in style forever. They want to spend more money on fewer things, but things that will last. It's, um, it's, uh, there's nothing. I, yesterday I designed a ring for a woman who it was her mother's 25th anniversary ring. And it was now her 25th anniversary. Oh, wow. And we put the two stones together, the two diamonds together and created a whole new thing. That's what we want is something that's going to be on for generations and, and create something new out of something that means so much to people. That's amazing. So Jennifer, I want to, um, I want to sort of shift gears a little bit because you wrote a blog post the other day that, uh, I quite honestly haven't seen very many people talk about, especially in the retail sure. universe. Uh, and that was about cancel culture and what happens when a brand gets canceled. And in the case study that you used, this was a brand that got canceled for an event that wasn't really there. Someone right. showed up, everybody got angry and they went after the business. So can you talk a little bit about the learnings in that blog post? Because I think it's super important as we're going through the cultural shifts that we're going through, that brands understand how they can navigate through this when something happens. Sure. Um, you know, this whole concept of cancel culture, it's hitting any type of industry and it can, it just happens so quickly. It's like a summer burst or a microburst that happens to sure. your business. A lot of businesses don't see it coming. And probably some of the key learnings of it is once that mob culture comes, they leave, they move on to something else. And a lot of one thing we did really learn is all this rumbling that happens, all this noise, chances are these people weren't your customers anyway. So I think what our um, Robinettes did was fantastic. They managed all the phone calls. They delegated it to the managers so that their workers didn't have to deal with this because it was stressful enough. I mean, we're in COVID and they're just trying to just trying to service the person right in front of them or serve the person right in front of them. So it was a matter of getting together a quick plan, understanding that there will be light at the end of the tunnel, being responsive. And what ended up happening is your customers, your loyal customers are going to show up and defend you. And that was something that happened in Robinette's case. They came out in droves to defend the company, defend the family, um, because news, news cycles move so fast. Yes. And a number of times, and, and this is no fault to media, it's just they're trying to get their story out there and they may not have all the facts. And understanding that this is an unpredictable road, but keep true 
to what your, what your messages is and what your business is, and you'll get through it. Most businesses do. And as I said, I, I think this post is, and I will link it in the show notes because I think it's super important. Well, because if you think about an owner like Becky, who doesn't have a comms team, so if something goes on, she's got to stop what she's doing and address the dumpster fire in her front yard, right? right. Like there are some actionable insights in this blog post that I, I want people to read, especially if you are working in a retail space. And as you said, it's a microburst. It can happen anywhere at any time. And in this Absolutely. particular case, they didn't even know the person was there, right? They're just right. selling apples, selling know. donuts, right? And this thing right. happens. And, and yeah. And the media got confused with another uh, political event that was happening and they thought it was them hosting it and it didn't happen at all. Uh -huh. So they just stuck to, they listened to people who were complaining um, or just voicing their opinion. Everybody has a right to their opinion. They listened and they acknowledged and they moved on and they just kept consistent. That is probably the most important thing with a small business owner. Stay consistent. Make sure you have one or two people that are taking any media calls so that the messaging can be consistent and make sure all your employees are on the same uh, level playing field. Like don't go out on Twitter and start to defend the company. Just right. acknowledge, let it all come in. If you have a strong social media presence or a consistent one, I mean, everybody has a social media presence these days for the most part, just a consistent one where you show that you're responsive to your customers that they have questions. I mean, to, to become responsive in the middle of a crisis is not necessarily a good idea. Yes. So if you're out there at least weekly talking to your customers, posting on your Facebook page, Instagram, um, people still use Pinterest, uh, TikTok, all of those. If you're out there, for those people that show up, your customers, again, are going to be the ones that come, really come to your defense. And in Robinette's case, they came out in droves. And it was wonderful to see. Absolutely. So Becky, real quick, as we wrap this up, uh, you are running an amazing business. And if people want to reach out to you and have you design something for them or need that gift for mm -hmm. their loved one, what's the best way to find you? Where should they find you right this very second? Um, you can go to our website at bdkfinejewelry.com. Uh, we're on the corner of Okemos and Jolly Roads in Okemos next to the Stillwater Grill. We can be reached by text, by email, by phone, whatever whatever they want, we will, we will be here for them. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. I will put all that in the show notes as well. And Jennifer, uh, as I've said multiple times on this podcast, the work that the MRA has done during this is not only vital to the state of Michigan, but is profoundly important. And we cannot thank you enough, but if there's retailers out there that have not joined the MRA, what's the best way for them to get started and connect with you guys? Well, first of all, go to retailers.com and join, become a member. That's probably the most important thing because members support other members and we want to keep the money in the mitten. That is the most important thing. Keep your money in the mitten and support other retailers. We're very active in, on the legislative front. We're defending your small business owners. So that's probably the number one thing. Go to retailers.com. All right, Jennifer, Becky, you guys have an awesome day. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. You. Thank you. Thank you. And there they go. A big thanks to Jennifer for joining us from the MRA today and to Becky for stopping by and talking us through what she has gone through with her business in the last year. You can get all the links to everything they talked about in the show notes. And always, if you like this podcast, make sure you review it and share it wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, friends, I'm Eric Hulkerin. We'll see ya.